We now return to Drs. Brenner and Loneal as Dr. Brenner discusses an older man in previously good health who presented two years ago with hip pain. A 76-year-old male who had been in previously excellent health who presented in January of 2012 with right hip pain and was found to have a lytic destructive lesion in his right femur and ultimately was diagnosed with a plasmacytoma, underwent further staging and was found to have 30% involvement of his bone marrow by plasma cells. He had a kappa-restricted myeloma with pan-hypogammaglobulinemia and mildly elevated kappa-free light chains in the serum. Metaphase cytogenetics on the bone marrow were normal, but by fish, he did have a 11-14 translocation, a 1Q duplication, and a monosomy 13. He underwent surgical pinning of his right hip, followed by radiation therapy, and then sought opinion at two separate academic centers, as well as seeing me in my office. He ultimately was started on treatment with full-dose lenalidomide at 25 milligrams, with dexamethasone, but developed a significant skin rash on treatment that required us to modify his schedule. And he then went on to every second day dose of lenalidomide at the same dose of 25 milligrams, which he tolerated well with a good response to therapy. More recently, he was found to have a small asymptomatic bone lesion at the second cervical vertebra, that was found when he had repeat imaging for a mild elevation in his kappa-free light chains, which had previously been normal. That was thought to be a probable plasmacytoma. He was treated with a short course of radiation therapy, was taken off his lenalidomide, and has been observed. More recently, he presented for, again, routine imaging as he had been off treatment for about three and a half months, and now, unfortunately, has been found to have multiple new bone lesions throughout his skeleton, and a PET seat scan also confirmed that many of those areas were FTG avid. He has not had a significant change in his kappa-free light chains, even with his presentation of multiple new bone lesions. He has not had any evidence of other end organ damage with normal blood counts, normal kidney function, and is otherwise asymptomatic. After discussion with his physician who has helped manage him, he has been started on a regimen of bortezomib with cyclophosphamide and dexamethasone. So any thoughts about his case, Sagar? This is a tough one because I think he had what initially sounded like a relatively indolent disease from the perspective of severity of illness and rapidly developed multiple bone lesions without much of a change in his biochemical markers. And that lack of change in his biochemical markers makes me very worried that his myeloma has shifted into a different gear. Now, the fortunate part about that is that it presented predominantly with bone disease. And we have drugs and many different approaches that can help patients with bone disease. But this is somebody that I think needs quick control to the extent that we can and will be challenging to follow over time because that free light abnormality that was there is just barely abnormal. And so he's going to require long-term follow-up, not just biochemically, but also with imaging. What do you think about the current treatment of bortezomib, cyclophosphamide, and dex? Well, I, I mean, I think it's a reasonable salvage regimen. You know, again, there are different flavors and different ways to approach this. I like the imid proteasome inhibitor combination, but it's certainly a reasonable way to go. He needs a proteasome inhibitor as part of his therapy 
if we're going to try and turn this around and hopefully allow new bone to form in those areas of lytic disease. Now, what about the possibility, even though he's never had a proteasome inhibitor, of carfilzomib? I think that that's certainly a reasonable thing to think about. You know, he doesn't really have any comorbidities at this time point, so I think, you know, there's a lot of experience with bortezomib. There's a long history with bortezomib. So I think having been proteasome inhibitor naive, I think that's where I would go. But certainly it would not be unreasonable to consider carfilzomib. Anything else about his case you think is interesting to talk about? Kim again has been very involved with his care as a very supportive, medically savvy family who had also taken him to various academic centers for second opinions. So he's someone again who's very motivated and very well educated about his disease but right now looks relatively well and actually surprisingly, despite the amount of bone disease, you know, relatively mm-hmm. asymptomatic. You know, all three of these patients that you presented to this point are you know, involved in their care, very interested in the disease. What about the issue of participation in clinical research? Has that come up, for example, with him? And when you do think about putting myeloma patients on trials, what are some of the trials that interest you the most? Unfortunately, many patients with light chain disease only will be not eligible for many clinical trials. And in fact, I think the first three patients we presented all had light chain disease. So all of them really would have been ineligible for most of the studies that I have available. We do have a clinical trial with lenalidomide and elotuzumab frontline. We also have a study with pomalidomide and bortezomib first bortezomib dexamethasone alone in the relapse setting. And we have had prior trials with HDAC inhibitors. So we've had some exciting trials available at our center, but often these patients may have other reasons that exclude them from a clinical trial. And also in the area that I practice, a lot of our patients may spend part of the year in Florida and part of the year up north, which also makes clinical trial participation for them difficult.